Welcome all of you fellow arcanists out there to the Frith Guild podcast where we explore the amazing world full of mystical creatures and their partners. My name is Eric and I'll be your guide along this journey through pirate infested waters. So you better strap on your swords and get ready to defend the seas from evildoers. I'll be talking all things mystical creatures and swashbuckling tales throughout this series. If you have not caught up to the chapters being discussed today, I urge you to hit the pause button to read to catch up. I will be here when you get back. I'll be avoiding spoilers throughout the reading and encourage everyone to send me your thoughts and comments on the chapters and your favorite moments and creatures within. Alas, it is now time to set sail and begin our voyage across the seas. Alright, let's have a recap of chapter 5 where we ended off previously. Uh, at the end of chapter 5, Ilya bonded to Nicolin, the Rizzo Elderin, and after completing his trial of worth, which was a trial worth of wit. Volk and Lyle were still determined to explore the Endless Mire to find the potentially bond with the other two mystical creatures. Let's dive into chapter 6 through 10, Summary. Alright, chapter 6 begins with Vulcan and Lyle driving uh, further into the mire when they stumble across a swamp spirit. Lyle ever so happily turns down the chance to bond with it and Vulcan goes through the trial of worth as it and is rejected. The next mystical creature represent, presents itself to bond, no questions asked, and it is a majestic Whiteheart. Something didn't set right with Volk and stops Lyle from bonding with it, so the Whiteheart did what any sensible thing would do in the face of rejection. It tried to kill Volk. Chapter 7 picks up with Volk and Lyle fighting for their lives with a shovel. Best, best choice of uh, weaponry there. After Volk is on the verge of death, shadows fall and the Swamp Spirit emerges to protect Volk and bonds. There's one string attached, though. Volk has to help Luthier avenge his former Arcanist. Yay, Volk has bonded to a suit of armor, or more like a nightmare, with a K. He finds out that the creatures were escaping a plague, but when wasn't Volk all sliced up by the antlers of the Whiteheart? Not anymore, thanks to his magic going through his veins now. Chapter 8 uh, begins with them trudging back into town, and as you would think... Uh, the townspeople will be cheering and delighted, but no, unfortunately not, since Lyle ran ahead to tell everybody that Volk stole his cre uh, mystical creature. And if you thought Ma Schoolmaster Tim's had a hissy fit before about Volk uh, breaking into the Trial of Worth for the Phoenixes, stand by to see a full-on tantrum after noticing the seven-pointed star that are on the foreheads of the two brand-new Arcanists and refuse to believe that they passed the trial worth honorably, thanks to Lyle. Now that Tims knows that Luther is second bonded to Volk, there's not a chance for having Lyle bond to him. Guess we have to shift the, ship the Rift Draft out of the village and place a lifetime ban on them for Ruma. William tells them that they should head straight for the Frith Guild as, honorable, uh, as they are an honorable Arcanist as soon as they get to Fortuna to apprentice with. Chapter 9 sets while on the boat sailing to Fortuna, which is a two-day trip from Ruma. Um, Addie is already showing magical flames thanks to her new bonded phoenix. 
and Ilya is transporting or teleporting fruit or so. Volk says, hold my beer, makes and makes the shadows dance every so ever so slightly because he gets hurt when he uses his magic. Well, dang, so much for bonding an already grown mystical creature. There are no shut shortcuts in magic in Fantasia 2000. Should have taught us that. In chapter 10, we, we arrive into Fortuna, the port, and our heroes make their way to the guild hall to figure out what kind of new and exciting lives they want to live. Vulcanilia are already decided on the Frith Guild, and Zaxxus acts like he's too good for that guild. Yeah, right, Zaxxus. You would fanboy over Master Arcanus, Gregory Roma too. Volk represents... I'm sorry, Volk presents his letter of recommendation from William and asks where the dotted line is to sign up for the guild. The guild is like, slow your roll. You have to convince the Master Arcanist to take you on. Best way to prove that? Find a moth. Yep, a moth. But not just any moth, but a star moth. And we end this section as Volk, Ilya, and unfortunately Zaxxus are about to start their challenge of finding a star moth and to try and impress the uh, Master All right, now we're going to do our deep dive into Chapter 6, where Volk and Lyle are pressing on into the Endless Myers. Uh, the first thing I want to note is that Volk and Lyle both agree to keep secrets, I guess, if you want to call it that, or just keep, keep truth uh, out of the conversation as far as Volk's lineage and Lyle's age. Because mystical creatures don't want to bond with anybody that's too young, because... The only way for mystical creatures to grow is to grow with their Arcanus. And the Ar the Elderin, uh, they want to make sure they're picking a mature person. So that way they, they can grow into a proper Elderin. Because the mystical creatures uh, essentially take on some personalities from their Arcanus. They're, they're bonded that, to the soul, so... When they run into the swamp spirit and Lyle is basically, yeah, this is, I'm too good for this. I'll turn my nose up to it. Uh, Volk actually tries to, to talk with the spirit and the swamp spirit. We don't know is, you know, Luther or a nightmare yet. But uh, Volk decides to tell the truth. He says, hey, I look, my, my father was a murderer and my mother was convicted and was stealing. So... Um, you know, would you have a problem with that? And surprisingly, they don't, it doesn't care. He, he's actually, you know, doesn't care about how the lineage doesn't believe that the sins of the father are that of the son and all that good stuff. So, but Luthier did want to, did want to know why he wanted a bond. And, and ultimately Volk was saying, I want to, I want to bond because I want to prove everybody that I'm not this person that they think I am, or they say I am. And the swamp spirit, you know, or Luther, um, just basically is like, well, I don't want to bond with somebody that, you know, just wants power for the sake of power. But what's that creepy? <laughs> what's this? Somebody wants power? No, there's a creepy voice coming out of this white heart. Uh, and, and a white heart is a, a white deer or white stag with golden antlers uh, that, that is known for invisibility. 
it's just it's all sets of bond i mean you you just want power man that's all good i want power too that's all it seems and uh don't worry about the maniacal laughing or the really creepy dead fish eyes or you know them jiggling around motion you know like they shouldn't be or moving around like they shouldn't be that's not bothersome at all but you know it, it's starting to sound kind of convincing to volk and but again the way its movements are the way that its eyes are looking volk's like me this may not be good so volk says i'm good i don't want this um but lyle's so being so convinced that uh, he needs to bond with this mystical creature and this is a well-known well-known mystical creature that lyle doesn't care he wants to bond with it we don't know at this point in time about the the really the arcane plague. We've heard it mentioned maybe once or twice to this point. We kind of had an understanding of that's probably why they're here. But again, there's not too much mention of it prior to. Volk, Volk does basically prevent Lyle from bonding with this uh, white heart, which is a good thing. Uh, as it is infected with the, the arcane plague and it, it does affect anything magical, so... And and this this white heart has the ability to read minds, which I don't believe is normal with white hearts to begin with, or many other mystical creatures. Maybe this is because of its uh, because of the arcane plague and how it's driven it mad and is consumed power somehow. But again, this is not a normal act reaction for these mystical creatures. So chapter seven. Uh, and or begins pretty much right where Lyle is pushed away to be, you know, to not bond with the mystical creature. And Volk pushes him down and tries to keep him away from this uh, white heart. And basically he's trying to protect him. I mean, out of, out of everything that Lyle has and could have done to insult, berate, and basically tell Volk how he is a lesser person than Lyle because of his parentage. Volk does the honorable thing. He He's putting himself in front of Lyle and between Lyle and the White Heart to keep from being killed. And this, this, this White Heart is going after Volk with his antlers and uh, just gouging him out and hurting, you know, cutting into him. He gets into his hip. And the whole while they're trying to uh, trudge back through this mire. They're trying to uh, see this creature because it's able to go invisible. And and Volk's just got a shovel. Like he's he's just trying to do anything to keep him and to keep Lyle alive. He he does end up using some some intelligence and says, "Hey, look! If you want to bond with me, you have to present me a trial of worth so that I can prove myself." And the the white heart, its this decision is, "It's gonna see. I'm gonna kick you in the chest and see if you live. That that's your trial of worth." And after Volk gets kicked in the chest, he, he ends up waking up. He's not dead, but he's dang near close. And the the Whiteheart actually tries to bond with Volk, but uh, we're told that in order to bond, we both the mystical creature and the Arcanist have to be in agreement, have to give consent. And and Volk basically says, "No, I, I I'm not gonna bond with you. You go ahead and kill me." 
and and then all of a sudden everything went dark and something just completely destroys the the white heart and um as volk is bleeding out into the mire uh, he basically hears a voice that says hey i'll i'll save you and we can bond however we have to you have to do one thing you have to avenge my previous arcanist and kill whoever it is that killed him and that's where chapter seven ends moving into chapter eight as if we needed any more reason to dislike this town or the schoolmaster no again nobody celebrates this nobody you know arcanists are, are observed and and viewed as the absolute highest level of I guess on the, the social hierarchy, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of arcanist you are, you know, it, even the, the, the weakest arcanist is, is viewed as, you know, it's superior and not necessarily like in an evil or, or maniacal way, but you know, they, they have a higher standard to be living, to live by and to, you know, they, they are expected to protect everybody else that isn't you know, with magic. And again, these people that are lining the streets that assume that Volk was dead because Lyle ran off the second uh, he was able to and, and try to get help for Ilya. Um, all these people are just watching them walk back like nothing happened. And and maybe it's because they they heard the story and they you know, that Lyle told and they don't want anything to do or associate with with Volk because of that maybe it's because they just don't want anything to, you know, to associate with Volk in general because of his backup you know, background and um it, it's it's kind of disheartening for for Volk as he's gone through so much even in these first few chapters like you look at look at other you know series other books other things and you have you have some that are just you know the the hero is 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 almost un, incapable of doing wrong and they they do go through some struggle but it's not nearly anything like like Volk has gone through not wanting you know not being wanted by anybody having to take an apprentice that would literally never allow him to leave that would never allow him to bond with anything else per the island's traditions, per Ruma's traditions. And yeah, he he does what he's supposed. He does the the amazing thing of I'm gonna go bond with a phoenix. I don't care what tradition says. I'm going to do. I'm gonna make my own path. I'm going to not allow them to let me. You know, to to keep me here and and let me down. I'm going to do it in a respectful way and in the proper way, but again, oh, you know, just because he didn't have the ability to pay for these classes and because the only person that was willing to apprentice him or take him in even was a grave digger or grave keeper and, and those position, that position uh, was viewed as it wasn't even supposed to be allowed to partake in the ceremony, you know, the trial of war ceremony for the Phoenix. 
So again, he's him and Ilya are walking back, and nobody's celebrating, nobody's clapping, nobody's nobody's even caring that they're still alive. Like that that's just I, I feel bad for him, and I, I sympathize with him for that because you know no matter what, how, even even if he just turned an adult, no matter what, he's still a human being at the end of the day, and I really truly wonder what what it was that Volk himself did to cause this because you know, because he was you know it was said that he spent every evening studying the staircase or the pillars he spent every evening studying reading books on other arcanists other famous arcanists learning to be a good person in his his way best way possible without having a structured teacher without having somebody telling him how to do things and giving the etiquette classes and this that and the other and but he's but here he is you know he's made it he's became an arcanist he him and Ilya both so once they finally get back to great people williams uh cottage uh schoolmaster times is there and he's just throwing a tantrum that's the best way to explain it like i reading it i was just sitting there thinking like this is what my three-year-old would do like this is exactly what my three-year-old would do it would just start screaming and hollering and stomping around and uh, um he's described as or he's basically saying that volk stole luther from lyle and you know, granted, Lyle didn't have any help in this matter because Lyle came back and said, "Hey, uh, Volk prevented me from bonding with a mystical creature, thinking that you know Volk was dead and long gone, so it wouldn't matter that he was still alive. You know, whether or not that's even if that were true, if, if Volk were to have passed, it still wouldn't matter. You know, it, he's he's already got enough stuff going on." To not add that one more little thing. So, Volk contradicts Lyle's retelling of what happened, and Tim's was Times was about to storm out and basically say, "No, I'm gonna have to press this to the to the Wren family, and we'll decide what we're gonna do with him, and we're gonna possibly." Uh, drown him for this for basically what what it would happen if they somebody tried to steal a phoenix and luther said absolutely not uh luther actually you know confirmed the story from volk and uh explained that the white heart was a insane plague-ridden white heart and that definitely seems to have changed because it changed schoolmaster time's decision because you know schoolmaster times does actually say okay well that changes it we're gonna get them off this island they're they're leaving tomorrow with zaxis and addy we'll i'll take care of the arrangements they are they cannot stay here anymore uh, they they are not allowed back here and rightfully so uh volk is is quite nervous about leaving he's you know he, this is the only place that he's known for his entire life uh, and as excited as he was about leaving and getting off of the Isle of Ruma there's still that that nervousness in his gut knowing that um, not everything is going to be 
easy and you know he's he's gonna have a lot to learn of the outside world um i i have to admit uh, the where i grew up in when northwestern pennsylvania was the middle of absolutely nowhere there was at least a quarter of a mile between my neighbor's house and my parents house i basically had no choice in in not having a car in order to get to work or to get to school or go to a friend's house because I didn't have anybody growing up in my around my age group when I, where I was living, and I I remember when I whenever I traveled to the larger cities outside of the county, yeah, it was it was an, a really huge deal. And then I I decided to uh, join the Marine Corps in 2012, and uh, I remember getting out to uh, to basically San Diego, California, when uh, later part of 2012, and just thinking, oh my gosh, like they have taxis, they have this, they have that. This is amazing. You can order food at you know, after 10 o'clock at night and have it delivered, and that's just absolutely normal, like. So again, I I completely understand the, the nerves of going from a small town, small place to to somewhere you couldn't even have dreamed of, and because that's essentially what I went through when I you know moved out to San Diego. So again, Volk was nervous, but at the end of the day, uh, he was excited. He was excited to be leaving and to be able to be exploring the rest of the world with Luther. And trying to discover who Luther's, uh, his Arcanus murderer was. So that way um, he could fulfill his part of it. Luther was fairly adamant of, hey, look, you, you got to learn how to use your magic first. Like, we, we, we can't just go rushing in and, you know, try to take that person out. Because uh, his previous Arcanus was a fairly strong one himself. So... As they're leaving, Zaxxus and Addie and Addie are in a, a carriage being drawn to the port. They had all their stuff, their their belongings already loaded up on the ship, ready to go. And Volk and Ilya are walking behind them, and uh, the crowd's cheering. The crowds are excited to see Zaxxus and Addie leave. And um, unfortunately, the the Volk recognizes that. The, the the screaming and the the cheering and the you know the, the waves and all that is isn't for him or for Ilya unfortunately and uh, it, it it would have been nice to have a little bit better of a send off for them even though because again they're still arcanists at the end of the day they are arcanists so but Volk doesn't make any you know makes it make a big deal about it he he says his piece to to uh, William as he's leaving. William make sure he said goodbye to him and uh, Ilya. And William actually gives Volk and Ilya um, letters of recommendation for the Frith Guild. And because he knew the, uh, the Guildmaster Eventide. So he told Volk and Ilya to go find the Frith Guild and to turn in these letters of recommendation. And uh, they should be all set to go to be able to join that, that guild. Just as Volk is about to get on the ship, Lyle actually does something surprising, and he runs forward, and he's he's trying to apologize to Volk, and he gives Volk a, a small wooden box with some coins in it and a letter of apology, and basically saying that he 
he feels terrible for what he did as far as what he said about how Volk um, stole the White Heart from him or prevented the White Heart from bonding with him. And he, he knows in his heart of hearts that, that that wasn't right, which is it's a nice thing to see that Lyle is, you know, is making effort to change a little bit from the, you know, crazy schoolboy that is lashing out because his parents aren't um, as much as they say, like aren't focused on him and they don't pay as much attention to him because of his older brother's access. Uh, you know, Lyle won't be able to bond with a Phoenix the next time that this happens in a decade because Lyle will be too old and he was too young to be able to bond with a Phoenix this time. So he's, he's kind of stuck in the same place as, you know, realistically as Volk was maybe not disliked as strongly or, or anything like that. But again, Lyle, he, he kind of shows that he's kind of stuck just like Volk was. And, and he's adamant about bonding too. So he could leave the aisle because you know, again, it's, it, it's got a total of three carriages. I believe they stay in, in the city or the town or the, on the whole aisle of Ruma. All right, moving into Chapter 9. Chapter 9, they are actually on the ship on their way to Fortuna, which is the port closest to them. It's still about a two-day sail or two-day cruise, I guess, if you want to call it that. may not have my uh, naval, uh, <laughs> naval terms correct, however. Um, so they are sailing or cruising to Fortuna and uh, while they're on the ship Zaxxus um, stays pretty much hidden as far as I can see uh, Addie is on deck she's practicing her magic she's already starting to learn how to wield her fire and Ilya was learning to use her teleportation as well the Addie was demonstrating to Ilya and the, the crew happened to be hanging around and seeing and they were pretty excited to see that as, as they are not Arcanus themselves. So when they do see an Arcanus and they do get to see somebody wielding their magic, it, it's a special moment to them. It's, it's a big thing. So Addie makes fire uh, in an arc like a rainbow and then Ilya tries to to see what she can do and she's already practiced a little bit so she takes a, a piece of fruit and is able to teleport it a few inches away and you know a few inches may not be much right now but it's still something as a brand new person to magic into these powers uh, volk tries to use his magic and is quick to learn that his magic is going to be a lot more difficult for him to learn how to use and this is mainly because he's been second bonded with Uther and that any Arcanist that is second bonded is going to always have difficulty with their uh, magic, their powers, it, it being more difficult for them to uh, control them and to use them because of their second bond. Because again, these, these Eldrin or these mystical creatures they use part of the Arcanist soul 
so they become more like their arcanist and more personality like their arcanist and now they have to relearn those personalities with the new arcanist so it's going to take some time it's going to take some uh pain and some trouble so we'll see how volk handles that um volk does talk about talk to luthier luther about uh the previous arcanist matthias weaver song so volk recognizes matthias's name as a very famous arcanist himself and luthier is saying basically like look this has been a lot of it's been exaggerated so the key points are correct but a lot of the things that we're taking credit for or a lot of the things that have been basically you know what's what's the most well known for is definitely a little bit the exaggerated realm so not not everything is to be believed about these stories but some of it is based off truth so they all get into port and zaxus basically starts laying into volk about how how quaint volk is how he's never we have volk's never been outside of the isle of ruma and this is where we start to see Addie kind of coming out of her shell and, and cut Saxus off. And you know, basically, is, hey, look, this is where the guild hall is going to be. We, we, we need to head there. That's how we're going to find our guild and apply for those guilds. The um, She does a really good job as far as buffering Zaxus from Vulcan. And I can think that there's a clear sign that Addie may like Volk. Volk likes Addie back. It's one of those gonna have to gonna have to see where it blossoms again. For those that have not read the full series, unfortunately, we are we're gonna give any kind of spoilers or try to avoid spoilers. So that is something that you're gonna have to to find out when we get there. A lot of the citizens are super crazy going nuts right now because everybody just found out that Gregory Ruma, the Master Arcanist, is, is on his way into Fortuna itself. And Volk is, you know, fa going straight fanboy crazy. And I don't blame the guy at all. The, this is the this is guy he's been idolizing for the last 10 years. Been, been the epitome of what an arcanist should be as far as how he acts as far as how he conducts himself as far as his values and making sure to put others before him so and and if they named the island after ruma how old is this guy like really like really how old is he i know one of the things that are explained is Arcanists live for a very, very long time. They basically, because of their bond with these mystical creatures, it extends their, their lifespan and uh, far greater than an average human being. And I don't think we're ever explicitly told how long they can live for. But, but again, how old is this guy? So at the end of chapter nine, yeah, we're, we're at the chapter nine there. At the beginning of chapter 10, they all, all four of them end up making their way to the guild halls and they walk in and 
there's about 10 different guilds that are currently in there that could hold up a lot more but uh, they they do speak with the journeyman that's at the counter for the frith guild and Vulcanilia hand them their uh, paperwork so that way they can you know their letter of recommendation and they ask about the different guilds and Volk is is dead set on the Frith Guild. There's no other guild that he could possibly want to join. And same with Addy. Uh, I'm sorry. Same with Ilya. Ilya is the exact same way. There's no other place that she wants to talk to. And again, this is where Zaxxus kind of starts getting on him about, oh, well, you just want to go in the Frith Guild because of Ruma and you're not even going to bother to look at other guilds. And this is, you know, this is one of those situations where you just want to look at Zax to tell him to shut up. Uh, I can't tell you how many different occasions that I, you know, read me series a couple times, how many times I've just sat there and like, just shut up, leave him alone. He needs, he can, he can fanboy a little bit. Okay. Zaxxus does ask about what guild has uh, any other Phoenix Arcanists and, and we know that there are some because, you know, 10 years ago there was a Trial of Worth and there were some Arcan Phoenix Arcanists that left the Isle of Ruma. The the journeyman that is representing the Frith Guild uh, does disappoint and, and looks disappointed because, unfortunately, there are no other Phoenix Arcanists out there right now. They, they, they unfortunately, the last two that came across that died. They did go to the Frith Guild, though. Looking, looking at the history, I got curious myself about guilds and where did they come from, kind of some history behind it, and did a little bit of digging myself, and it looks like guilds can be traced back past medieval times, and they, it looks like they were started to give people a place to learn and, and a place to work, kind of kind of reminds me of trade, trade jobs. And that's what these mainly were used for, were for crafts and for, for mer uh, merchants. These guilds did have some, some good positive uh, things behind them, good reasons to be there as far as they, they helped set a standard for quality for the work or for the, the merchant, uh, the mercantile, for the merchandise. There we go, the proper word. The merchandise of the you know, whatever is being traded or sold they help provide for some of the families with less fortunate uh, or of less fortunate guild members they would help those family members that their spouses may have passed away from the guild uh, i was reading an article about the the black death and how guilds really were what kept families together and to keep them get to get through the hardships of the black death on the other hand, guilds were also used in prominent places of local government, so they were influencing prices and legislation, and guilds used this as a way to monopolize their their trades or to monopolize on you know the, the merchants or the merchandise setting prices. You know, the work was slow and times were difficult, then they charged more if works were yeah, work was good and there's abundance and people weren't buying as much and prices were better. 
as far as one thing that I, I look back at after rereading these books, looking back and trying to figure out what guild that I would like to have gone into, at least there's a couple that are mentioned throughout the series. And it, it's hard to say, mainly because you have to start with, with uh, which mystical creature you'd like to have. Because some of these mystical creatures, depending on what you're, you know, depending on what you bond to, may or may not allow you to, to go into a specific guild. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to go into a guild if you're a gar, uh, gargoyle arcanist and you're trying to get into the healer's guild. They, they really can't do much for healing. They can repair rocks or, you know, earth, but not really going to do anything for, for healing people, so... They obviously have to have powers that align towards what the guild is. And the Frith Guild is aligned towards essentially helping anybody that needs it. And the reason why they're actually even in Fortuna at this point in time is because the rumors or stories of the plague are traveling to the north. And they're trying to get on it and actually work towards getting ahead of it so folk is kind of going in there saying uh all right cool hey frith guild i want to be i want to be in your guild sign me up where's the dotted line and the journeyman's like whoa slow down you actually have to complete a different trial of worth and volk was like what the hell like Everything to do with magic is going to have a trial of worth. Is that just how it's going to be? So they they get the information that they need from the journeyman that's working for the Frith Guild as far as to where to be, when to be, that, all that good fun stuff. Uh, they actually don't have to show up until closer to the sunset as they're going to have to be looking for Star Moss. And as... They're all walking out of the guild house. They're get a guild hall. Addie actually shows Volk a pretty significant sign of respect and equality by bowing her head, and Volk actually has an inner monologue dialogue about like, oh my gosh, did she just did she just show me equality? Did she show me respect by doing that? This is probably the first time in his life that he's been shown any kind of respect outside of William or Ilya. So, with the box that Lyle gave Volk, he gave Lyle gave Volk some money and a letter. Uh, thanks to that money, Volk and Ilya were actually able to go and purchase clothes that fit, clothes that were meant for them, and in the style and, and shape and fit and everything that they want, not just what's available. So they, this is their kind of their first sign of being an adult of being able to do their own thing spend their own money they get a, a, a room in an inn and they start to get themselves ready to go to this challenge and they head out to the, uh, the field where they're supposed to meet up for their star moth challenge and what could be so hard about finding a star moth well we're going to discuss that in the next episode, in chapter 11. So now we're going to move on to our bestiary section. I'm going to just go over the different 
the different mystical creatures that are discussed in this chapter uh, outside of the Rizzle, and which is Nicolin, and outside of the Phoenixes. Uh, so we're going to start with the Nightmares. And since this is the main mystical creature of the series, uh, this this mystical creature is a basically a suit of armor that is empty inside, that is sentient, and is very has a very strong sense of justice. And further on, I'll discuss the how the nightmares are coming to creation. And again, this is going to be one of those things that are going to be. I'll, I'll probably have my own, an entire episode just on uh, different mystical creatures to give them proper, the due diligence they deserve. Uh, we also had White Heart in there that was the infected uh, by the plague, White Heart. The journeyman had an Elgato toad. There was uh, an arcanist at the field with a pixie. And there's also an arcanist with a cockatrice and a yeti. And in the next section, I'll, I'll go over a little bit more on the, the agato toad, the pixie, the cockatrice, and the yeti as they're more prevalent in the next chapters. And we'll go a little bit in a deeper dive on those particular creatures. Uh, if you want to give me a comment going over specific ones or you let me know what your favorite mystical creatures are and what guild you'd like to show and please please leave a comment down below and also let me know how we're doing here i'm also going to discuss the go over the next next three pillar steps that are discussed at, up to this point there are a few two or three of them that are not specified as to which step they are so going to keep those at the bottom and I'm going to keep track of which ones we've gone over already. So step six is tenacity. Without it, we fail at life's most important tasks. Step 13 is tranquility. Without it, we cannot control our rage. And step 15 is optimism. Without it, we lose ourselves to misery. I want to thank you all for listening and you can again places you can find me is on podbean i have google podcast up and i have a facebook page frith guild podcast if you want to join me on there we can discuss uh, further things as well my, i have my email on there if you'd like to send me an email and my email is frithguildpod at gmail.com and again, please leave a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. And we'll talk to you guys next week.